0: Hello and welcome to the Equity Foundation podcast. The Equity Foundation is the professional development arm of Actors' Equity. Our mission is to assist, educate and inspire performers. To find out more, visit www.equityfoundation.org.au. Welcome to this Equity Foundation live stream. My name is Catherine McAlpine and I have the great pleasure in introducing our special guests for today's In Conversation actor Sam Neill, who will be interviewed by Equity New Zealand President and New Zealander of the Year Jennifer Ward-Leland. We have a New Zealand and Australian audience tuning in today, so welcome everyone. Uh, I want to take a minute to thank the Equity Foundation's two sponsors, the New Zealand Film Commission and the Australian Industry Superannuation Fund, Media Super. Both the New Zealand Film Commission and Media Super have been longtime supporters of the Equity Foundation and we're very appreciative for their support. So now I'd like to bring on Sam Neill and Jennifer Ward Leland. Over to you, Jennifer. Kia ora, tēnā te mihi ki a koutou katoa, kei ngā kirifakaari o Ahitareiria, o te whenua moimuia, o hoki. Me um, mihi kātika ki ngā kaiwhakarite o, o te kaupapa nei, ki te Equity Foundation, a uh, ki tō tātou kia nei Sam Neil, nau mai, hara mai, i wainganui a tātou katoa. Nōrera, tēnā, koutou, tēnā koutou. Kia uh, ora, everybody, uh, actors in Australia and in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Um, great pleasure to be here with you, and thank you so much to the Equity Foundation for for organizing this wonderful Kaupapa, this wonderful Kuitopa uh, Zoom meeting uh, with our wonderful, you can claim a bit of him, we'll claim the most of him, Sam Neil. Uh, Sam, what a pleasure to have you with us here today.
1: Thank you, thank you so much, Jennifer. I'm just going to sanitize first, you know, because of the times.
0: <laughs>
1: a lot of people in the room.
0: Very good. Oh well, we'll, we'll feel, we're feeling your touch already. Um, so look, Sam, we had the pleasure last year, late last year, of presenting you with the uh, Equity New Zealand Lifetime Achievement Award, and it was a wonderful evening, complete with livestock. And you said some some beautiful things about why you liked actors, what it was about actors that you loved, and also why the union was important to you, and. I wondered if we could talk a little bit more about that. I found it very moving hearing you talk about actors because I think we're a, a particular bunch. I think sometimes there's this idea that we, that act, from the general public maybe, that we kind of swan around the home um, playing different characters and not really being in touch with ourselves and, you know, being slightly um, ephemeral or something. I wondered what you think.
1: Look, I can't remember um, what I said on that night, but I was, I was terribly honoured to get that. Um, lifetime award um, and uh, because uh, above all it was from my peers from my fellow actors and that I found that very touching and I did talk I think about being in the company of actors as I was that night Uh, that's always been a great pleasure for me in in my life I I remembered um, uh, when I was at university uh, this is before the days of drama schools, because <laughs> I'm very old. Um, what I did find at university uh, was the uh, love of several things, um, including uh, uh, a coffee at the cafe, uh, which I the, at the caf which I spent most of my time in. But I also found drama society, and it was at uh, a drama society. Uh, where we did, I, I did Shakespeare with Naya Marsh and, and some more sort of contemporary theatre with Mervyn Thompson who was a great sort of leader in, in avant-garde theatre in, in New Zealand in those days. Um, but what I found there was really my people and I realised that my people were other actors. And, I've, I've, uh, and I, enjoy, I enjoyed their company so much, apart from working with them, it was just fun being with actors. And that, um, that sense of enjoyment, that pleasure of being with um, other actors is undiminished to this day. I love walking on a set and, and meeting new actors. Uh, so many of my closest friends are, are other actors. We just sort of understand each other um, for so many reasons. We go through the same trials and tribulations. Uh, we have the same vulnerabilities. Our careers are, are just as fragile. Uh, as each other, so we kind of, we, we get it when we talk about being between jobs and how, how um, stressful that can be. Uh, but more than anything, uh, uh, actors, I find, are, are among the, the most intelligent people I know. You can't be thick and be an actor. <laughs> and they're also some of the funniest people I know. And uh, uh, great storytellers. And... Um, and just a joy to be with. And so to get that award from my fellow actors in, in New Zealand was was um, uh, was deeply touching for me.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think that I agree with you. I think the times I've laughed till I've cried, they've all been with actors. <laughs> hey, how have you been faring over these last four weeks? What have you been up to?
1: Well, oddly you enough, you know, um, uh, I've been talking to some other actors and while we're we're uh, I'm very concerned about um, about uh, my peers uh, in, in particularly in Australia actually, because there seems to be more assistance for people in the arts in New Zealand currently uh, actors have very much fallen actors and people in the arts generally musicians, friends of mine, and so on, seem to have fallen through the cracks and and job keeper, which is which has been um, uh, 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 the government is spending a lot of, a lot of money on, on people ret- retaining their jobs one way or another and, re- and re- retaining some kind of um, income uh, apart from the sort of dull thing, which I think is called job, something else. Um, so um, I'm very concerned about the welfare of my fellow actors here. Uh, well, all over the world. I mean, actors are out of work everywhere and um, uh, we know that um, uh, uh, there's a lot of vulnerability with actors Um, while we can be some of the most ebullient people we can also be some of the most fragile too and 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 the nature of our work is 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 by definition part-time unless you work, unless you've got a job I don't know. for the, I don't even think the Royal Shakespeare Company keeps people on for two years now, you sort of do a job at a time. So all actors are basically part-timers. And uh, so in a way, um, uh, it, it's a very frightening time, a very alarming time for actors. We just don't know when things are going to begin again. We don't know when theater's gonna be open because a, a theater is nothing without an audience. Um, and uh we we don't know when films can be made again because um you need you know a big film needs a hundred people in a room in a studio so um we're very unsure as to what what's going to happen on the other hand um uh, i'm uh, th- there is part of me that's very optimistic about what is happening in Australia and New Zealand because Uh, both countries have been doing very well in terms of getting the infection rate down and it's entirely possible that New Zealand, uh, if we sort of keep up the efforts that we've been strenuously um, uh, um, going about in the last um, few weeks, New Zealand could become a a free zone from the COVID-19. And that's an extraordinary idea. So it could well be... That we are the first little corner of the world to get working again as actors, uh, as a film industry, uh, um, uh, a place where where theatre thrives. This is this is unthinkable in a place like New York, for instance. How is that? I, I can't I can't imagine how it is possible to, to do to do those things in in any kind of foreseeable near future. So. Um, uh, uh, until, of course, there is a, a vaccine in which case yeah, everything changes. So um, that's one thing. On the other hand, I talk to um, some of my friends, and, and they say, "You know, it's not a lot different from um, <laughs> what I'm used to, because I do do a lot of staying at home. And I do learn to play the, I've learned to play the guitar a few years ago, because I realized I was going to spend a lot of time sitting in hotel rooms, kind of lonely. Uh, in isolation so uh, in some ways um we're sort of used to what this is uh, um i've spent a lot of time in in pretty crap hotels and leads <laughs> and, and book arrest and stuff thinking this is this is this is this is kind of what like jail must feel like so <laughs> In a sense, um, we're, uh, many of us are sort of used to it, in, in, a, in a way that it must be a shock for um, people in different in different lines of work.
0: What were you about to do before lockdown happened?
1: Well, I was, uh, I was, a, I, I, as we speak, I, uh, I should be being, you know, chased by alarming dinosaurs on, on a soundstage in in, in London in one of the Jurassic things. And um, so I was sort of looking forward to that. And then uh, I had to cut and run and we're all, all, all of the, all the people involved in that production are, are, are scattered all scattered right, all over the world, hope, hoping that um, we can get that up before too long. But I, I, I don't know what the prospects are.
0: You've been a delight on Twitter and you've been doing lots of little little bits and pieces every day. So has this been a wonderful thing to keep your spirits up? Your little... Uh, well, did you set yourself a project to do this every day or was it just something that became cumul- cumulative once you started?
1: Well, look, I've always... I, I've been doing Twitter and Facebook... Not Face. No, I hate Facebook. Uh, Instagram for for quite a few years now, just, just a, as a kind of... I, I don't know why I do it. It's a bit of a hobby. I, I, in many ways, it's sort of connected to my wine thing. Um, and then I started sort of realizing when at the, but about the point we were about to go into lockdown and things that people were starting to get very fearful and anxious and, 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 and there was, and, and very stressed because, because, um, uh, everything was so unknown and, uh, and there was, there was a lot of fearfulness in the community. So I thought, first of all, uh, I've got to keep myself busy by thinking of stuff to do (laughs) on social media, uh, because um, the worst thing about being at home uh, is, uh, the worst thing you could do about at home, I think, is to do nothing and just watch television. And I've hardly watched television at all since I've been, since all this has started, because I've found other things to do and some of them i put on social media like playing the ukulele badly and and reading poems and and kids books and anything that takes my fancy and and uh, but i st- i realized that um uh the the news cycle was 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 re- it's it it's hard to look after your mental health on your own in, in in a house or in a flat or something, it, that's very difficult. Especially when all the stuff that's pouring in through the media is bad news, and it's people are dying, and it's it's, it's it, it things look very bleak and frightening. So I, the 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 message was always: look, you're in the safe place. Stay at home. Stay in, stay calm. There's really nothing you can do other than that the best thing you can do is to do nothing and just find silly things like i am doing to keep yourself busy and and it was the reaction to that that made me think well oh my goodness i I better keep sort of doing this because people say well that's the first nice thing that's happened today can you tell me something nice again tomorrow because i'm getting very stressed here so so then i realized i sort of that what I was doing was, was, was helping a few people. So,
0: yeah. um, you know. social responsibility. <laughs> so, yeah. What are you discovering about yourself in this space, in this lockdown space?
1: Ah, uh, look, I think, well, lots of things actually I've had, you, you, there's been so much time to think about things and about what's, what's important, and what's not. Uh, um, how, how, uh, the, you know, this has been, this has been a, a wonderful thing that um, uh, getting on, getting on FaceTime with, 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 with my kids and, and so on has been really great. And, uh, and having the time to really talk to people, so, um, in in a, in a way that you just don't have time otherwise, and, and i, I um, also, um, I, you're allowed to go for a walk with someone. Uh, in in here in Australia, and walking has been, I've always walked, but walking in company with someone, I, I you know. Um, uh, it, it, it's t- talking um, between. I'm, I'm sure you're aware of this. but <laughs> uh, talking between blokes, antipathy and blokes, is, is, is different from um, uh, uh, Antipathy and women talking with each other. We're not, we're not quite as good at it. But when you're walking and talking at the same time, um, I, uh, I, I puddle over to, to uh, I, I meet my friend Brian Brown, another actor, of course and we walk for an hour, an hour and a half, and just talk, talk about things. And um, the great thing about talking is, is you, you and I are face-to-face now. <laughs> but talking, you're just walking along side by side, and you can, you can raise, raise issues, you can raise things about what you've been thinking about, and, and you don't have to, if, if it's a bit embarrassing, you don't have to. <laughs>
0: Look the conversation it, uh, just kind of falls out, doesn't yeah, it?
1: Yeah, yeah. And we're we're talking about all sorts of things that uh, you, that surprise me. Um, no, I look. I think I think um, it's it's been a, a process of rediscovery for me. I've been uh, digging into poems and and finding the enjoyment of not just. Uh, I know a lot of people are finding pleasure in in um, crosswords and uh, jigsaw puzzles and things. My jigsaw puzzles are poems and, and I spend a bit of time looking through and trying to crack the code and t- t- see how all the pieces work and, and then I get fun um, from reading them aloud because I, I, I've got a, I've got a v- private view, which I never say. I've, no, I know one or two poets, but I, but, but I always think, don't read your own poetry, you, you're no good at it. I
0: was just going to say that, never. Get an actor to read it it'll be Always so much actor
1: to read a poem <laughs> there's, so, there's so much better at it You're agreed hey so uh,
0: who are you, reading, who do you who are your favorite poets well who are you reading at the moment
1: oh i've been um i've been digging into a lot of seamus heaney uh, there's that sort of dark bog irish northern irish thing that that <laughs> seems to connect to my, my dna and and i uh, do, you, do you want to hear a little poem now, just for fun?
0: Yes. Yeah, sure.
1: But well, it, it was actually quite interesting because I got it wrong, I think. But I might have got it right. I'm not sure whether I got it wrong or got it right because my friend Jimmy Barnes was uh, 64 last night. So a few people got together on one of these Zoom things like we're on now. And um, a few people sang some songs. I And Jimmy said, um, read a poem if you want. Now... I've, I've left it to the last minute and I thought, um, I, I just looked up Jimmy poems, you know, on the internet. <laughs> and I thought, this is fantastic. This is exactly what is. I think just
0: don't move the book too much because it's scraping over the mic.
1: Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah, that's a uh, 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 that's, that's a loose piece of paper. Ah. So, um, for me, this poem was, because I, I read it very quickly, but it might be about um, someone dying. <laughs> but to me, uh, you know, it's well documented that uh, my friend Jimmy, who I've known for decades, that I never knew about how brutal his childhood was until he wrote his book. I knew a bit, he said it was tough, but, you know, but I had no idea until... He, he read his book, how tough that was. So to me, this poem is called For Jimmy and His Hard Time. And for me, it was about maybe a kid that's, uh, that's 10 or something that's going through a really brutal time. Um, and and th- everything will be all right because he'll meet someone like his darling Jane and, 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 and things will come right. On the other hand, it could be about Jimmy dying. <laughs> in which case, it's about going to heaven. I don't believe in heaven, but um, I prefer the first interpretation. So I'll read it quickly anyway. Uh, it's called, For Jimmy in his hard time, you will be happy, free and light. Your sweetheart will meet you at the gate. Well, I to me that's you know where the letterbox is your sweetheart will meet you at the gate in a yellow cadillac she'll slide over and you'll take the wheel you'll drive down the road your car will be a real honey and it's always summer there you'll do 80 easy and talk all the way you'll be done with sickness pain and danger and it will take an eternity to cover everything to me, that's about what his life's become because he endured all those things as a kid, sickness, pain, and danger, great deal of danger. And, um, and then he met someone, uh, not exactly in a yellow Cadillac, but he's been, yeah. in, he's been in a metaphorical Cadillac. Yeah, metaphorically a um, um,
0: uh, yellow Cadillac. How wonderful, that's very beautiful. He must have loved hearing that.
1: Yeah, except everyone else on the chat say, that's about going to heaven, that's about dying, he's not dead yet.
0: <laughs> you didn't get a chance to qualify it beforehand. I did, I yelled. Oh, up. damn them. No, no, that's not No, about no it's not. Well, we don't think of it like that at all. Hey, just, to your career for a moment. I'm not going to go through the a potted history of it because anybody can look that up, but I'm interested to know when you felt as an actor that you had settled into your own skin, that you you know, you had some clues about what this acting gig was because I think a, a lot of us can still have this slight imposter syndrome thing. they are got to find me out, you know, work out that I can't really do this. Uh, and I wondered, was there a point or a film or a project that you were on that you went, I've got this, I'm, I'm all over this?
1: No, I, look, I don't think I've ever really gotten over that. Mm. Um, uh, but, you know, some parts fit you better than others. Uh, and uh, and I do remember when we got, by the time we got to the second series of Peaky Blinders, I thought, you know, this is like putting on a, a very well-fitting glove. But mostly, I don't think you ever really get over, over that. And in a sense, I think that's probably, you should use that to your advantage. Uh, it, at such time as you feel um, comfortable as an actor, at such time as you feel, um, yeah, I'm the I, I'm the man. You know, I think you're probably you're you're probably heading for 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 disaster. So, I think that that. So I always have that think. Oh shit! Can I? Am I up to this? Am I? Uh, am am I good enough? I know there's one or two jobs when I have been a bit lazy and gone, oh, this is easy, I can do this on my, on my ear. And, and I've done lazy work. So uh, uh, if, if it's not there, I tend to look for it and think uh, and ask myself, am I good enough for this? You know, am I, uh, uh, what, what, what can I do that's going to... Uh, l- let me look for complexities that probably aren't there on the page. Let, you know let me find the, the the vulnerabilities in that in that villain or 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 the comic possibilities in that in 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 the pomposity of that man you know that that look for stuff to to make it more interesting and and using that um as as a springboard um do i know how to act i'm not sure <laughs> um And then when I've got that sort of, I I always have it uh, as a rule of thumb in the back of my head, stop acting. You're acting now. Um, That's, uh, uh, you know, you should be at a point, I reckon, uh, in in any given scene where it is, it, it is, like breathing, rather than uh, juggling or, you know, something performative.
0: What do you notice in yourself when you say you're acting now?
1: Um, I'm sort of, I'm, uh, well, I think that's probably a bit of me is, is, is saying, oh, that expression's going to be ready to kill him. <laughs> Uh-huh. rather than rather well, actually I'm self conscious yes i'm oh, i'm yes. i'm actually uh, a a perf, perf, you know performing rather than inhabiting mm-hmm. that 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 person
0: and in order to inhabit a role say something you're preparing for what are the kind of things you do apart from the hard slog of learning lines
1: uh well i if if you know um yeah um i tr- i try and um, think of a of an of a i try and imagine an internal life for that character so that i know where he's come from i know what's happened to him i know why he is like he is we, you know we we're talking about childhoods what happened in his childhood you know where 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 was where i mean talking about that character in Peaky Blinders. I always imagined him growing up in some terrible kind of Presbyterian, grim household with a father that used to beat him, a mother that 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 um, withheld love, you know, from him. That that um, was friendless at school, <laughs> you know. I... And and then I started, and then I realized, you know, for all his vileness, that I always felt kind of sorry for him too, you know.
0: Which I think is a healthy thing to to think for your characters. You you need to be the one who's advocating for them, no yeah. matter how monstrous they are, they are.
1: Indeed, yeah.
0: Have you noticed anything over your years in the cinema, in particular? I'm I'm referring to um, styles of performance that. Great on you, or things that uh, you know that you behaviours on set, or that you've noticed that you you don't like in in fellow actors.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, look, it happens not very very often. Um, you might you might find that on but perhaps American sets more than more more than on um sets in our our part of the world where people get taken down a peg pretty quickly if they get up themselves here but um there is a sense in which um uh, uh, actually i was quite surprised to find it you know because i'd worked in in films in um uh, 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 in australia new zealand and also England, um, long before uh, I, I got to make films in America. And in America, I realized actually sometimes uh, bad behavior is rewarded, weirdly, uh, in that, um, you know, if, if, if people who are poncy about getting out of their trailer, they like to keep people delayed, uh, you know, and actors have, actors of a certain status if they're assholes, can, can can be quite intimidating for producers and things. I mean, a, a big star's probably done I don't know fifty movies or something, and the chances are that the producer has made three, and the director's made a really good director's made seven, but but the, but the actors being being and he's the star, or she's the star, and um, and uh, they can. Be fairly monstrous, you know. <laughs> George Miller always tells the story of of um, uh, when they were doing Witches of Eastwick, and it had um, I can't remember was it um, uh, was it Susan Sarandon? There was a bit um, I don't know. There were there were and Jack Nicholson. There's everyone was very sure, was in it? I think. And on day one, he saw all of their personal assistants measuring each other's uh, trailers to see if if in fact one of them was longer than you know in which case it would be a breach of contract you know and, and 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 it was always a kind of competition as to which one would come out of their trailer last you know because the last out of the trailer has the most status on the set well i've always felt that 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 sort of behaviour is pretty bloody tiresome, and I can't be bothered with it um, yeah so um uh uh i do sort of uh when i when i when i see <laughs> when i'm talking to young actors that i i like a lot I, and and they're obviously going to be stars i do sometimes um have a word to their ear, ear in their ear and say listen. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you're probably going to be quite a, a big actor come the day. Don't be, a, don't be, a, don't <laughs> be, be an dick. asshole at the same time. Don't be a dick.
0: <laughs> yeah. Look, there's one thing before we open it up to, to questions. I'm sure people have got plenty of questions. But um, we had a chat uh, a while ago, you and I, and we were both uh, bemoaning the fact of the whispering actor Oh yeah. Well, you know the actors who think they can do their whole performance with a whisper because it's so <laughs> deeply and meaningful, but actually can't hear what they're saying. And every time I hear this now, I'm, all I'm thinking of is the poor bloody sound man who's sitting there going, speak up, or having to put the microphone you know, right here. In fact, Lord Baelish on Game of Thrones speaks like this. Have you come across this?
1: I've come across this a lot. It's very big with young actors. And, and, and you know, I sort of tolerate it for a while. And, and I, I'll go, well, I'll just say my line, I guess. It's pretty tough on the other actor. You're going, I can't hear a word this person is saying. We're supposed to be having a conversation about something quite important. And, just, and you think is this realism is this I, I know you're going to sound really sexy but i can't hear what you're saying you know oh, it's you're just
0: waiting till their mouth stops moving yeah, you're
1: just waiting till, yeah and and then i'll say my, which of course takes you right out of your character because you're going half of you is going this person is being a complete prick just 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 talk like people talk please and yeah. eventually i will say something Look, i can't I can't actually hear what you're saying, could just, it's very annoying. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, let's just open this up to questions, but while they're coming through, uh, you've said a wonderful thing about what is country music, I'm gonna let you do the lovely quote, in relation to oh. acting, I think you were saying this.
1: Yeah, that was, that was I was watching, um, I was watching the, I was watching, um, uh, that history of uh, country music, um, that wonderful... Uh, Ken Burns was it? Ken Burns, so oh, Ken Burns know. thing. And in the first episode, someone someone asked, what, what is country music? And the answer is three chords and the truth. And I thought, I can extrapolate that out to, to acting, actually, well, certainly film acting. You don't, it's actually, not complicated you don't need a lot of d minors and 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 ninths and elevenths you don't need a lot of chords you don't need a lot of complexity the most important thing is you need the truth and and i always think you know you great acting of course it's acting but it's also authentic at the same time, and and, and that seem that, that there's a dichotomy there that's that's very very odd. But when you see something that, that's authentic, uh, you 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 get it right away.
0: You know, you feel it here, right? Yeah. Well, we're going to turn to Belinda Campbell, who has uh, a question for you. Over to you, Belinda. Hello, thank you. I was busy typing it, but I will speak it. Thank you so much, Jennifer and Sam. I'm really enjoying this conversation. Um, Sam, I just wondered, do you have, uh, have you ever had a favorite director that you've worked with in your career thus far? That might be a difficult choice, but um, what qualities or quality did that person or people have that made them really special to work with?
1: Yeah, look, I've, I've been very happy to work with some some really good directors. And I do, um, I do think that, you know, your job as, as, as an actor is, is to serve the director. I don't think it's the other way around, you know. But, but when you get to Hollywood, there can be an inequity in, in that relationship. So I always, I always try and encourage directors to, to actually direct because quite often... Particularly with new directors, they think. I I think perhaps they're thinking, well, um, the actor knows best. They've they've done this before. I'll just stay out of their way. But I I love the collaboration that you get with a good director, and I love it when they give me new ideas and when when they say, "Look, I I, I mean, I think the best note for a, a director to give an actor is this." That was really good, but let's try it uh as if you're um as if you've just eaten breakfast and you and you're really full Or i mean some some dumb note it doesn't matter but but you think, oh yeah, I hadn't thought of that and um uh, and it's that sort of input that you can get from an an inventive director I think is absolutely invaluable, but it's their film it's not your film and and you're there to 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 make their film as best as it possibly can be. Well, that's that's what I think.
0: Any favourites?
1: Any favourites?
0: You can't say them here.
1: <laughs> well, it's no, I can't say them because I'll miss out the ones yeah. you know, and I'll think, oh God, I love I love him or her so much, and I forgot to say. So, yeah, it's like saying, what's your favourite film, or what? Who's your favourite child? Yeah, that's true. To that. that's
0: true. We have another question here from David. Hi, David. Hi, Sam. Calling from. Uh, Adelaide.
1: How are you? Good. Thanks. Good Hi. to see you.
0: Um, I, I saw your uh, story
1: on the Strange Story the other night, which was just a, a wonderful insight into your um, history and how your acting career went, and etc. etc. And I, You mentioned that you never did drama school, so do you have any quick suggestions? I think you sort of addressed it a little bit with Jennifer earlier, but uh, any quick suggestions for us late bloom rapists? Me, I started um, in my 40s, probably a midlife crisis I think, uh, about how to be real on camera or probably more so, how to be more real in an audition because that's where it's tough to get into an accredited role, just getting a, a job in the first place. Yeah, um, how to be real. Um, yeah, it's, it's uh, well, it's, 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 that, it's that thing about being inside the character rather than looking at yourself as a character, I think, probably. Um, I remember the first bit of advice I was given, Don McAlpine, great, um, a great uh, Australian cinematographer, said to me once, um, if in doubt, do nothing. <laughs> and i th- i it it sort of really irritated me because um it, i thought it diminished the role of an actor in, in a sense but but it's actually quite good advice if you're still it, you know rather than being a motive be still and 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 uh, 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 I, I think what he meant was actually be still. Uh, not in a, in, in, um, And and I always think um, one of the easiest ways to distinguish uh, an, an actor who's really working well on screen or on stage for that matter, is that actor listening to the other person. And that's where that whispering thing is bloody annoying. <laughs> but, but a line should only come from, having listened to, to, to what it is that's that saying. Now, w- one thing that's really <laughs> kind of irritating, and I'll show you because I'm on the screen now, um, it, it's irritating because it's sort of weirdly true. It, my friend Liam Neeson never learns his lines now, and he, he has, Marlon Brander started this. He has a little earpiece in here, and he's got someone else over there on the set, who's, who's um, saying the line, and the line might be, I will hunt you down and shoot you like a dog. Now, Liam, uh, someone's saying, um, I'm gonna kill your family, and I'm gonna fi- kill your dog too. And Liam is just looking at the guy like
0: this. But he's listening to the line, you see. He's listening, he's going, i am going to hunt you down and i am going to
1: kill your dogs get it and, <laughs> and weirdly enough his listening to somebody else makes it really real uh, so um uh, uh just disregard everything else i've said <laughs> just don't learn your lines and get someone to give you the truth. I don't
0: David, know. somebody said to me once, which is uh, related to exactly what Sam is saying, which is to find your performance in the other in the other actor. Yeah. So you stop stop being so self conscious, but you're looking for your performance in the other person by what they're saying, and uh, and, yeah, I, and thinking is going to inform what you do. But you're finding it in them. And I just I think that.
1: Yeah, I think that's good really.
0: Good
1: I th- I think that's such good advice, and. and one of the great gifts about going from set to set is you're always working with new people and when you get someone really good to work with it's like being you know a, a great tennis player pat rafter plays much better tennis when he's when he's playing with someone that's also one at wimbledon than, than if he's um, playing with say me
0: oh No. I won't won't talk about your tennis skills. I don't know what your tennis skills are like. We've got a question here from Christy. Hi, Hi, um, Christy from Sydney. Um, Thank you so much for doing this, Sam. I've always been a big fan of yours. Um, My question is more related to how you transitioned from an actor into the presenting side, because that's what I've always wanted to do. I have wanted to be not just an actor, but a presenter like yourself. So how did you transition from the acting career into that presenting documentaries as
1: well Um, yeah it's interesting well well I found two things Um, because I because I I couldn't uh, there was very little work when I was in my 20s for actors in New Zealand so I had to get a, a job an actual job and and the actual job was working at the National Film Unit no longer exists um, which in which I k- worked in documentaries for six or seven years so I've, I've got an abiding interest in documentaries um, and I have found that um, that pre- presenting them is I've sort of kind of worked out how to do it uh, again working on the job rather than um, being trained for it um, I have found, um, if you're interested in doing that, um, that uh, whatever the script is, if they've written you something, always rewrite it so it sounds like you. Because <laughs> um, uh, uh, if if you're actually presenting, you need to you need the words to sound as if they come from you yourself, and and no one speaks the same as anyone else. Um, it's very difficult for people to actually write for you uh, as a presenter, I've found. So I, I'm i always up to 12 o'clock at night rewriting everything that, that's, been, that's been done. And uh, so it sounds um, um, authentic.
0: And I think also, um, uh, Christy, the idea of talking to someone as if it's a friend of yours, you know, down the camera, as opposed to thinking of the big wide world watching it which can sometimes uh, be a little overwhelming as to personalise it, then you, you've got a lovely uh, one-on-one conversation. I think that's yeah. quite right, yeah. Yeah, so we have a question from Amy. Hi, Amy. Hello. I'm Amy. I'm in Melbourne, and this is Buttercup. Um, a question for both of you. <laughs> um, it kind of follows on from what you've been saying, but is there any advice or... Anything like that that you wish you knew earlier in your careers?
1: It's very hard to know. You you do make decisions about uh, a career, in, in, as an actor, is is a very odd thing because it's very hard to 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 project. You can't. Um, it, it's usually a succession of accidents. You might get a break here, or you don't break a, Get a break there. Um, I probably would have had a different career if I'd done what people do now a lot. They go to Los Angeles, Los Angeles and just stick with it uh, until they get an American career. Now, there's two things about that. First of all, um, I'm not sure if I would ever would have been happy having an American career. And I, uh, I know lots of people that, that are happy with that. Uh, but I've always found coming home to Australia and New Zealand has been very um, good for me. and I've, I'd, I think you, you, know, you have to make work and life choices and one of my life choices was always that I wanted to bring my children up not in America, not in Los Angeles. Uh, so that was very much informed where I was. And I was also kind of in the early days when I, when I realised I could actually have a career working in films and television, I was sort of more interested in, 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 in what English actors were doing and, what, and English films, although it was kind of poorly timed because it was, it was about that time that the English stopped making a lot of good films. Because I grew up more on English films than on American films, so um, I don't know if I would have done anything that differently. But I have been asked that question before, I think. And I, what would I tell my younger self? Um, And it would probably be, stop worrying. You know, there's, there's, um, uh, we we spend too much time. getting getting caught up in our own it's you can get caught up in your own concerns and that's really one of the things that's been striking me about about isolation that we've all been through in this last time is is that i'm finding that the more busy i get with 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 other people even though we're away from them with finding stuff to do rather than getting into my own head (laughs) <laughs> and getting worried about stuff, stuff I can't control, uh, the, the more sort of healthy I feel.
0: My feeling is to have a little m- mantra that I have to myself, which is I work with great people on great projects and it doesn't matter where they are. And it just so happens that most of them have been in New Zealand and Australia. And, um, yeah, I don't really want to go somewhere for the sake of trying to be something when when really what it is that i want is the creative expression and the creative um thrill of working with like-minded people so and that's often at home Um, uh, just before i hand over to john i have a question that's come through how do you sam how do you navigate those scenes where you say it's intensely emotional what do you do what's your process to um to finding that deep emotion and you know we don't have the luxury of not being able to feel it on the day we have to come up with the goods do you have a way into that
1: um i i'm always uh take take a few moments or a few minutes um, of solitude on the set to to just um con, you know concentrate myself into, into wh- where I should be. I, I was interested, I was talking to um, Cohen Holloway um, a couple of days ago. Now, Cohen has, has just been on Jane Campion's film, and um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is uh, the lead on that. And uh, Benedict is, is um, uh, has a different approach from me. I think he's a Fabulous actor. And, and I worked with him about 10 years ago on a job in South Africa. Benedict stays in character from Monday to Friday. And... Um, and... Um, <laughs> and... Kern was saying, um, you know, he's playing kind of an arsehole in, in the film. So he was an arsehole from Monday to Friday. And then at, the, at, at Friday, when they, when they, when they finish... It's really nice again. Um, I, I've, that's completely contrary to what I do. I find um, if you're working on something really intense, once you've got, say, the 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 wide shot done, uh, and then you've got about half an hour before they're set up for close-ups or whatever, I find it absolutely mandatory to to uh, to have a joke and relax, and have a cup of coffee and, and goof off, and and I, and most particularly, um, uh, if it's um, one of the most difficult things I've ever had to do, um, was on uh, uh, um, I'm picky blinders. That so it keeps coming up. Um, and, and Helen McCrory, who's, who's a very, very funny and uh, terrific actor. And there's a horrible scene, which is a, a, a rape scene, really. And, and I think that's probably the only time I've had to simulate that particular um, crime on film. But we got, it was a very intense day and, and really... Horrible, and, and it was. I found it very distressing for me. But the only way to get through that was we could laugh and joke between takes, and and um, uh, uh, actually crack each other up to the point where we where were because because I was being so horrible. It was making us laugh. I don't know. So that that sort of seems sort of counterintuitive, but. Um, uh, I found it the only way to get through the day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's just turn to John for your question. Hello, John, Hilda, John. Hi, uh, hi, I'm John, I'm from Melbourne. Um, I was just wanting to ask, because you spoke about family before, and I was gonna ask, how, did you, how do you yeah. balance uh, family and your relationships whilst on long shoots or long runs of a play or, and uh, how did you do that when you were younger as well? Like oh, I just said, it's just the original
1: yeah i i i think that's very 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 difficult um my kids um found themselves uh being dragged all around the world uh to the point that none of them want to go anywhere anymore i think (laughs) um so um uh look i think you have to be particularly careful with relationships you must take. Give more attention to one another. Uh, uh, well, I think we all need to really. Uh, it's been a very interesting time being in isolation. I'm sure everybody's in a relationship that in chat today. Um, it's it's quite hard not to. Um, it, it 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 it's it's been quite a shock to be in each other's pockets for you know 24 seven um i don't not sure if there's an easy answer to that uh, uh, and i've uh i've it's a because i've had a very peripatetic career where i've worked in 50 or 60 different countries it's ridiculous uh and 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 my and my kids did get shuffled around a lot or they got left behind you know um uh, Two of them decided to. They wanted to be in boarding school. They were sick of all this, you know, which was fair enough. Um, so, uh, it's it's not a conventional career being an actor and and being a, a film actor, most particularly because you are required to go to places that um, normal people <laughs> never ask to do. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's not easy. And particularly if the other person... I'm not sure if it's better if to be with another actor or not. I still haven't made up a mind about that. Because other actors understand the business. On the other hand, you know, they're just as full of the same neuroses and anxieties as you are. So, I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I just... Um have a couple of things to say on that and having um, been married to an actor for 37 years god bless and, you i know what the hell? crazy uh, uh two and two children i think with the children dynamic coming along is quite a different thing I, i've always found it really good having another actor as a partner because they get it they get there when you're in production week and they get when you know you're starting early on a shoot they, they get it when the children come along, you've got to make some decisions, I think, about who's going to be working at night and who's going to be working in the day. So uh, in many ways, I think, you know, for all of you young actors out there who think, oh, maybe I just can't have children because how could I do that with this career? Um, I think sometimes children get more of their parents than they do if you're working a nine-to-fiver. And they, are uh, because their, their schedule stays pretty well on track, it's the parents who are doing, who are doing this a bit. Uh, so I think it's totally possible to, to do both, but you there has to be some decisions made about how long, how far, how long a period of time can you take being apart um, before things will start to to crumble. That would be my answer. Not that the interview's about me, Sam. Uh, <laughs> now, do we have another question? Yes, I've got a question from Karina. Over to you, Karina. Thank you. Uh, Hi guys, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, I just wanted to ask, I think that we as actors have a hard time living up to our identity as actors because like you said, we only really work part-time and and, you know, there's a lot of in-between jobs and you can get in your own head and you Sam seem to have found a really um, great way of filling that in-between and enrich your time outside of being an actor. Was that something that you, really had to work at or was it just something that you knew that it was essential to have outside of your work in order for you to do a better job as an actor Um, you know that life balance sort of thing how did you kind of find that
1: yeah I I realized um, very early on um, that a lot of people I was working with were troubled between jobs and I and I, I I couldn't and 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 um, had a lot of anxiety about things, and were always perpetually worried about uh, about what was happening next. And and I suppose I've been pretty lucky in that in that uh, I haven't had too many so- you know soaring gaps between work. So I've been fortunate in that regard. But um, but there were some dark times. And that's when I realized, actually, I had to separate my identity from being an actor. I, uh, and I, I found it really useful to, um, to sort of identify with myself rather than identify as an actor. Acting is what I do rather than what I am. So that when I'm doing other things, I'm still me. And when i 'm not acting i'm not a, a sort of non person um, and and actually that i I was quoted on that Australia story the other night, and I've had all these tweets coming in from i'm a scientist and and I realized the same thing that i that uh, uh, if I, if i wasn't doing science, what was i so it, actually it it applies not just to actors but uh, but to everybody i think if 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 you're a doctor and you get struck off I don't know, what are you then well of course you're still you uh, and uh, but as actors we're always being struck off we're always being told no we don't want you or um well uh, that's that's the end of the run so we'll see you later so um it's it's more important for actors than anyone i think that um, that that we uh, 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 we have the great fortune to work sometimes, but when we're not working, it's not the end of us as people.
0: Yeah, that's really good advice, Sam. Now, we're at at time. I have got one last question, which I'll I'll finish off because it might be a chance for you to recommend some of the things you've been watching. Um, An advice for actors who aren't established yet in uh, film or TV, particularly during this time and beyond, what might they be able to do to to help themselves. And I know when we chatted the other day, you talked about some of the films that you were watching, Jason Robards and some good classic films. I'm just thinking of things that you could, advice that you could offer for somebody during this time who's not yet established, to kind of fill up their kepe, fill up their back. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think that's a really good, this is a good opportunity if if you do want to watch the telly. for instance, in Australia, SBS On Demand, it's amazing uh, what a library there is, the extraordinary uh, amount of great uh, classic films that you can find. And, and start really looking carefully at what those, the, the performances, those actors that you really relate to, the actors that you think, what are they doing? What's, what's actually going on there? I'm gonna look at that scene again and um analyze what that actor is doing and i um i mean there are certain periods of of, of cinema that i really like as i said i've ha- hardly been watching anything but if 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 i could recommend some some uh, uh, if if you look at um french new wave you know Truffaut and Godard and those people from the 50s and 60s uh, some of those i mean people like jean-paul belmonda who was kind of an action (laughs) an action but he was really good he was really good on screen Um, and so if you're interested in screen acting um, take a look at some really good screen stuff and work out what you like i mean styles Change the idea of realism has changed, changes from era to era. Look at Marlon Brando. Look at those early Marlon Brando films and think, and work out what he's doing. Brando was a strange, conflicted sort of character because he rather—I I read his autobiography and there's, there's there's no one who was full of self-loathing more than Marlon Brando because uh, because he found screen acting too easy. Lucky bastard. Uh, but but take a look at what he's doing and, and analyze it and and and, uh, and then look at look at um, at the history of Australia and New Zealand film, see how far that's come. Yeah, look at actors you like and work out what they're doing and then do it better.
0: I'm fine. Um, so, time's up for everybody. I'm sorry for, if you didn't get your question answered, but uh, it's one o'clock in Australia and three o'clock in Tamaki Makoto in Aotearoa, and time for us to let our special guests go. go. So, Noreda Tienakwe Tirangatira. Thank you so much, Sam, for sharing your thoughts. I think there's been so much to, to think about uh, from what you're saying. Uh, I think the things that struck me about authenticity about feeding yourself in this time with what you're watching and reading and thinking about and feeling and creating and, uh, and also just to hear about some of your experiences um, during your life. It's been really a wonderful hour and um, I'm sure if everyone could clap, they give you a little clap. They can just thank you so much. And until uh, then, thank you. Until- really. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
1: how to stop. Thank you. Well
0: thank you. <laughs> Lovely, Sam Thanks. Thank you. Lovely, Sam. Thank you.
1: Media Super is the principal sponsor of the Equity Foundation. For more information about the work of the Foundation, visit equityfoundation.org.au or follow Australian Actors' Equity on Facebook and Twitter.